Hello folks, it is Knickknack Jack and this will be episode 6 of season 4 of the knickknackjack.com podcast and this one will be called Liberation and I actually am streaming this live um, although unannounced so I'm sure nobody's listened listening as I'm sure you've forgotten all about my radio stream but I haven't forgotten about it entirely and uh, I don't know, I'll be dealing with it some point in the future when I can guess which is probably the best i can do for in the moment but anyway uh episode six liberation let's uh get focused on that and uh we'll be right back here only on the knickknack jack podcast part of the knickknackjack.net network So I recently watched Capitalism, A Love Story, uh, another Michael Moore film, and I've watched all of his films at this point. Uh, I started with Bowling for Columbine, and then I moved up to Fahrenheit 9-11, and then I moved up to um, Sicko, and uh, of course Capitalism, A Love Story, I believe those are all four of his films. If he has more um, and you know about one of them, please let me know and I see N-A-C-J-A-K at gmail.com. But I will say um, generally, speaking in general terms, not really specific terms, but speaking in general terms, I tend to um, share Mr. Moore's uh, views on many things. Um, Not the least of which is guns and violence, um, and the potential effect, uh, that the propagation of guns and violence in, um, our culture can have on, on people. Um, keeping in mind, of course, that I'm anti-censorship, so I kind of have to walk the, walk the line with that one very carefully, but, uh, uh, so, I mean, I, I, I reacted very favorable, very favorably to his, his, the message of, uh, uh, Bowling for Columbine, and also act, reacted very favorably, very favorably, to the message of Fahrenheit 9/11 and Sicko, and uh, capitalism was absolutely no exception. Um, I over the last I don't know 10, 15 years, I have been kind of developing a a socialist mentality, um, and it didn't really start to truly develop. I didn't really start to identify what it was until maybe. I don't know, five, six years ago, um, when my, my government teacher, Miss Hahn, uh, started trying to explain the difference between uh, her perception of communism and uh, capitalism and democracy. And, um, you know, her, her basic interpretation of, of this was that, well, England, well, they're socialist and they're almost communist and what a horrible country that must be and whatever. Um, versus the wonderful United States where we're the best fucking country in the world and, uh, you know, we own everything and life's fantastic. Um, except I'll tell you what, I have a public American education. Um, I was born here, Chico, California, uh, September 30th, 1984. Uh, death date to be determined. Um, and I've lived in the United States all my life. I've lived in the state of California, state of Arizona, uh, state of Washington, and uh, I am receiving disability benefits, um, uh, approximately eight hundred bucks a month now. Uh, so I just thought I'd throw that out there and and just you know freely admit what's going on. 
you know, completely liberate myself, completely liberate uh, what my opinion is and what my perspective is here, because that's kind of the point of this whole thing, really, when I when I get down to thinking about it. Um, and I have a Bachelor's of Arts degree in multimedia that I got from the University of Advancing Technology in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, approximate cost of said degree, about $60,000. Um I had a uh, short beta testing, um, I guess, extended job interview, for lack of a better term, um, in Los Angeles, which lasted about three days. Uh, then after that, uh, they told me that I couldn't, couldn't find bugs fast enough, so I was sent home. And uh, what happened after that? Um, then I got a, a... Eventually, a couple months later, I got a... Um, I found a, a, a radio um, board operating web programming position up in Paradise with uh, this place called BBS Radio. And uh, the owner um, liked to walk around in his bathrobe and smoke pot all day. And I didn't feel that was an appropriate work environment. So I said, fuck you, I'm out of here. Um, I, I lasted almost two weeks. Uh, I didn't last a huge amount of time, but, but I, I did try. Uh, to kind of overcome it and, you know, get around it. But, this, you know, it got to a certain point where it's like, well, this is not a professional environment. And, you know, I may be getting 10 bucks an hour for a while, but how long is this 10 bucks an hour going to really keep up? And, you know, can I rely on this this person to, to you know, be a good employer and, and you know, make sure that I, uh, that I have money on the table uh, or food on the table every night? And uh, my, my god instinct there was no. Um, although last time I checked, they were still around. But, you know, whatever. Um, so that lasted about two weeks, and I did that. And then um, I, it seemed like my, my luck relative to finding a job had finally, finally, finally pulled out. And, uh, you know, I had established uh, some contacts with uh, Asus Studios, uh, the guys that made... Uh, train simulator and flight simulator um, and it looked like I was going to uh, get a job as a mission designer for train simulator 2 and so um, I was in the process of getting that worked out we were actually working out a deal and everything and then Microsoft suddenly announced oh we got a hiring freeze um, and then four or five months later that subsequently led to the shutdown of the studios um, and after that well I found myself um, in some crazy chick's house in Everett, Washington. Uh, and I mean, this woman was literally like nuts and ignoring her kid and just ignoring her dog and just fucking weird. Um, but, you know, that's that's where I found myself. And, um, you know, I'm trying to cover my, my rent on a weekly basis with the disability check. And it's like, well, this is not going to work. Um, so I start to get desperate and finally I say, screw it. And I keep applying to the retail stores as I, as I have every, I don't know, every couple months I'll, I'll go redo the applications. Not really putting much thought into it, but just because it's like you have to, and it's there and it's like, well, at least I'm filling out a job application. Right. So, uh, you know, and then Walmart calls me back and I'm like, fuck you, Walmart. I do not want to work for Walmart. And then Eventually, I finally succumbed because they leave like a couple messages on my answering machine. It's like, all right, fine, I'll go in for an interview. I get the job. I'm absolutely miserable. Um, first as uh, a cashier, then working in the toy department, and then eventually pushing carts before 
I found myself um, in the rain wishing a car would just run me over uh, as I'm trying to push these carts and the carts aren't doing what they're supposed to do. And before I just I went in at the end of the day and I, I didn't even say to the boss I quit. I didn't I didn't say any of that, um, which I probably should. I probably should have thought about that beforehand because there were definitely some managers around that I probably could have told them what I was planning to do. But essentially that night I went home um wet and exhausted and I I kind of sat there on my bed because by then I was I was living in Everett again um this time in a somewhat crazy dude's house not completely crazy but somewhat crazy dude's house uh just kind of renting a room because that's what I could afford and then um and then uh you know I just sat there on my bed and made the stu- very stupid mistake of calling my mom and um one thing led to another, and before I knew it, I was sleepily driving the uh, 700 miles uh, back to Chico, which is where I've been uh, f- for the last almost year now. Uh, first, I was staying with my sister, um, and when she kind of got evicted from her place, not officially, but kind of, um, and then lost her job, well, then I had to move again, um, and I have been living in my dad's house since. Um, and in between then, I've had kind of sparse attempts at getting a job. It's like, uh, you know, every, every, once every couple months, I'll actually try and fill out an application. And I've, I've, I don't know, probably over the last six, seven months, I've gone to five, six interviews, something like that. Um, none of them have gone very well. None of them have been very encouraging. And really, none of them have really been for jobs uh, that I've really been very interested in, except for the Christian radio station, where at least I wanted to work at the radio station. I didn't necessarily want to do the Christian thing, but I wanted to work at the radio station because, you know, radio is cool and radio is interesting. Um, so, you know, here I am, um, somebody who who grew up with an, Amer- an American education, uh, went to public school all my life, uh, with the exception of, of UAT, uh, where I spent 60 grand on, on a game design degree. And it would seem that, uh, as I was talking about last week, I do not have anything of value to offer to this world. Um, and uh, like I say, I'm, I'm researching this dispatcher option and, and seeing if that might be a way for me to offer value to this world. But it would seem to me that, that the system of capitalism, the system that we have in the United States... Um, you know, the way things are right now, the way th- things are situated, I have no chance to succeed, uh, which is really quite ridiculous because I, I can sit here and preside over a podcast that gets almost 2,000 downloads a month. Thank you very much. Wonderful downloads in July. Thank you very much. And I'm not worth a dime to anybody. I'm just, I'm just you know, another welfare rat living off the state, and I'm apparently horrible, according to Rush Limbaugh. Um and, and it boggles my mind because I was not raised to be a leech. I was not raised to be somebody who lived off of others and, uh, you know, was helpless, essentially. And the fact that I am helpless, um, it, it really gets into my head. And, um, you know, there's only so much I can do on a day-to-day basis to try and keep it from getting into my head. Um, I fly in flight simulator a lot to distract myself. That works pretty well. Um, I've actually used some money to travel and I've used some money to take a few flight lessons this summer. Um, and of course, I mean, there's, there's the, there's, you know, 
flight simulator expansions and things that I buy that I probably shouldn't. But, you know, it's kind of a, a material, you know, buying things to make yourself feel better. And it's not like I'm, I'm out there buying, you know, Ford Ferraris or Ford doesn't even make the Ferrari, but that shows how little, little I know about the cars. It's not like I'm buying, um, you know, the Bonanza G36 right off the line for Beechcraft, a $600,000 aircraft, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I don't think, you know, with the exceptions of, of the, of the England trip, which was, you know, probably $1,200 or something, uh, that's been the largest sum of money that I've spent, and I, and I, you know, I wouldn't say that it's, it's fully unjustified, I think, um, it's money that went to producing, um, some good internet content, that went to, uh, getting me to be more experienced and hopefully made me better at, at this podcasting thing, which at, at this point I'm thinking is my niche. I'm thinking this is the skill that I have. This is the ability that I have. This is what I can do within the capitalist society to to go forward and make money. I can, I can make podcasts and I can um, do that to make money and, and be like a Michael Moore only... Um, significantly less overweight and significantly less annoying in the voice registry although i do have a high voice unfortunately but um now now not that i don't mean that to be a, a personal dig at mr moore because i i think he he does great work and you know obviously he's he crosses boundaries a lot um and he does that to make his point and to kind of encourage people and inspire people. And I, I think in my case here, the fact that I'm sitting here right now recording this podcast is proof that it works. Um, I was sitting there watching Capitalism, a love story. I fell asleep like halfway through it last night and then I finished it uh, this morning. Um, but, you know, I, I got done. I, I There were points in that movie where I was yelling at the television screen Um and when I got done, I, I felt impassioned. I felt pissed off. I felt like I wanted to do something to try and change the world. Um, and then I went off and take, take, took a shower to try and think about what I was going to do to change the world, which uh, in, invariably led me to podcast pre-production, which, of course, uh, led me here. So, uh, you know, that's kind of what got me here. Um, but the most critical point in that movie for me was not, um, you know, the the Wall Street bastards being bastards um, or or the fact that Roosevelt proposed a, um, a second Bill of Rights um, that would essentially uh, bring socialist core values to the United States, which I think would have been fantastic, you know, guaranteeing everybody a job, guaranteeing everybody health care, guaranteeing everybody free education. That's the only thing out of those that we have, by the way, free education. Um, and I would argue that even though we have free education, its quality is um, debatable, uh, to say the least, uh, especially when we consider Miss Han, who I referenced earlier in the podcast. Uh, and no, I will not. I will not stop attacking Miss Han. I will, I will use every fucking chance I get to attack that stupid moron of a teacher who should not be teaching. She belongs in the San Fernando Valley at a mall selling jewelry or something it doesn't belong anywhere else um but i digress um right so um you know this this the the thing that really caught me about capitalism a love story was uh something that more said towards the end i refuse to live in a country like this and then he said i'm not leaving 
See, I have a different approach. And maybe maybe this is where I fail. Maybe this is where I'm not as good as, as Mr. Moore. I don't know. I'm, I'll leave that to you guys to decide. Um, but I look around me and I see the problems and I see the issues. And I see the problems and the issues continuing despite Mr. Obama's elections, election. And I don't see an end in sight. And I look to our neighbors north in Canada and I said, well... And I say, well, there's problems up there, for sure. they they got problems. But they seem like they have a much better grasp on it than we do. And then I look at our, our neighbors across the pond in the United Kingdom and in Europe, and I say the same thing. It's like, well, they've got their issues. They certainly have their issues, but they seem to have a better grasp on things than we do. And I look to Australia, which is really, uh, you know, if, no offense, Australia, but the most backwards, redneck... Um, strangely developed country <laughs> modern uh first generation country um and i say well even they have things a lot more developed than we do they've got i mean they've got their problems but they've got a you know they they've got a better handle on things um i can't really speak to new zealand because i don't quite know enough about new zealand but i i look around the world and it seems like many other countries have a better handle on things than we the united states and I have to wonder why that is. I have to wonder, you know, why we let our greed and, and the upper classes run so much of our lives um, and why we start to pull back and say, uh, fuck no, you know, corporate America, we're, we're going to do this. We don't care what you say. And then we lose the guts and we don't actually follow through. Um, you know, it's, it's a behavior trend that I don't understand. And it's a behavior trend that I, I don't think... I think really as long as the rich are rich, as long as the rich are the ones that have all the money and have all the control and the chances of you becoming one of the rich remain slim, they're not impossible. Um, but let's face it, the, the chances of you achieving the American dream, getting to be the big head honcho of a huge corporation are pretty slim. Uh, I mean, look at me, look at me. Look at my life potential. I am almost 26 years old. I am uh, 10000 no, $12,000 in debt. Um, I'm living off disability. Uh, I haven't been able to hold the job for longer than nine months. Um, you know, what, what kind of future is there for me in this, in this world, in this country? Um, and I gotta say, honestly, I don't think there's that there's gonna there's this big huge bright future with this big shining choir and this big you know I, I don't I don't think I'm ever gonna get what I what I'm truly hoping for in this world and you know I'll, I'll share it with you right now what I, what I would want in this world is a meaningful job a meaningful career um uh, I ideally um a bonanza uh, which is all right fine half a million dollars, but ideally a, a bonanza, and uh, I don't really want to own a house, I don't need to be bothered with that, because owning a house is a pain in the ass, but I'd like to rent a, a portion of a Victorian house in San Francisco or, or Seattle or somewhere like that, and, and that's, and you know, significant other, other than that, that's really, that's really all I'm looking for in this life, I'm not looking for 
six kids and you know this big big salary I, w I want my airplane I want my meaningful job I want to feel like I'm getting up and I'm, I'm affecting the world in a positive manner every day I want to feel like I have value and that I'm cared for by those around me and that's it that's all I want that that is my dream and 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 it saddens me um, that by the sheer fact that I was born in Chico, California on September 30th, 1984, instead of Calgary, Alberta, or Liverpool, uh, Merseyside, or Melbourne, Victoria. The, the very fact that where I was born um, means that I don't have good health care. Means that um, I don't have good transit transit available to me means that I don't have the things that people who are as close as 800 who who were born as as close as 800 miles away from me have and that's frustrating and that's pissing me off and I I'm honestly sitting here um as I, I was finishing the movie I was sitting here thinking to myself well I do have some money now um so I could afford I could actually afford an Amtrak ticket to Vancouver uh, British Columbia, if I so choose, so chose, and that's my attempting. Except, uh, what would I do when I got there, and you know, logistics. But, um, but I mean, I am seriously considering it, and I'm I'm seriously feeling like my opportunities are limited, and I don't know what else I can do to make this situation better. And I don't think I'm the only person here. Um, so I mean, share your stories. Um, you know, make your voice heard. Make people around you understand that uh, we really are derelict in, in our opportunities and our chances here. And we collectively as a community should start to do something about it. Because, I mean, really, you either put up, shut up, or you move. Um, and I'm certainly not going to put up, and I'm certainly not going to shut up. Um... So I might not shut up and move, or I just might try not shutting up for a little while longer. I, I guess it depends on which, whichever is easiest. But I, I, I definitely want to consciously take this podcast, or this season of the podcast, in a very open, very honest direction. And uh, take some of the things that I, that I might have hesitated to tell you uh, maybe earlier. Uh, you know, there's a few barriers there. As much as I try, there's always a few barriers. Um, and kind of break down those barriers and, and just open myself up to the internet and just see what happens um, as a result of it. And my, my gut feeling is, um, you know, the more, the more you open yourself up to those around you, uh, whether it be through the internet or whether it be through a local support group or whatever it be, I think the more the more you're going to find that there is some camaraderie out there. They, you're not the only person out there. Um, people can definitely be assholes, but I really don't think um, that there are many. There are as many assholes out there as there seems to be. Uh, now, maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know. Um, I hope I'm not wrong because I'm, if I'm wrong, this could really, really suck. Um, so next time. I, without, with or without my dad's permission, I want to share with you a little bit of his recent story and a little bit of his drama that's kind of unfolded and has had an impact on my life recently and uh, 
kind of use that to better inform uh, where I'm coming from, where's where my immediately immediate family is coming coming from, and really what's what's actually going on in the United States of America in Chico, California, in the year 2010. Um, because hopefully, if nothing else comes of this, hopefully. Uh, somebody will be able to discover this on a hard drive somewhere years and years from now, and uh, historians will document stuff or I, something. I don't know. Well, um, thank you for listening. I hope you have enjoyed the podcast. Uh, if you have feedback, please send me an email. The address is nicnacjak at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to share your stories, you can go ahead and send me MP3 files if you like. I'll uh, be happy to play them for you. And um, maybe, who knows, maybe we can uh, even get in touch with Michael Moore and kind of join his his force, if you will, the Michael Moore force. It's kind of scary, but I don't know. Uh, We'll see where that leads. Uh, But for now, uh, this is Knick Knack Jack signing off. Hopefully you guys have a great week. Bye.